Welcome everybody, this is Get the K.O. The Prediction, Diction, Diction Show, Show, Show. As always, I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller, and as not always, but he is back with us today, Anthony Lulu Han. Tell him what's up. What up, what up, what up, what up? So, as it's previously been stated, this isn't going to be like a super long episode, only because this is our prediction show, so we're really just kind of talking about it. Uh, Julie is out. She is on holiday, or vacation, or whatever they call it, whenever you have a free day off and you don't really have to do anything. So, yeah, she's got one of those things going on today. So, shout outs to her, and hope she's having fun doing whatever she's doing tonight with her Man. All right, so let's jump into it. Uh, we're only going to really talk about the top seven cards. We're just going to give our predictions on what we think is going to happen. So let's just jump into this, right? So uh, we want to talk about the preliminary cards main event, right? So we're going to talk about Alexander Hernandez wanting to challenge Dan- uh, Donald Cerrone. Anthony, give me your prediction on what you think this fight's going to be like. That fight's going to be like what I want it to be. And I don't think that this is going to be a very long fight because I don't think this Alexander Hernandez, who is uh, who's 10 and 1 in the UFC, um, I don't think he's going to be able to stand with Donald. I don't think that uh, he's going to have what it takes really to uh, Donald. He is a better wrestler than Donald. But Donald has a better takedown defense than him, so I'm venturing to see if Donald keep, if he wants to stay on the feet. I think Donald will destroy him, but if he wants to uh, try to take it to the ground, he's gonna have a t- tough time uh, with Donald doing that. Um, so yeah, it's just an interesting fight all around. I definitely think that Donald's gonna win this fight via knockout. You know, I'm I'm very interested in this fight as well because. Uh, Hernandez is actually 2-0 since arriving to the UFC. He is on uh, an eight-fight win streak getting into the UFC, actually coming off of a, a knockout of uh, Darouche and then a decision win over uh, Olivier uh, Mercier. So I'm definitely kind of excited about this fight because it's definitely like a huge opportunity coming for um, for Hernandez, especially getting such a great fighter and Donald Cerrone. Um I just, I don't know, man, like watching Donald Cerrone lately, uh, he just, he seems like he's off kilt and he's just accepting fights because he loves to fight. Like I give him credit where credit is due. But the one thing about Donald, man, is that he's, he's still very susceptible to a lot of, a lot of things, like a lot of missteps. And when he's off cue, he, he tends to stay off cue. And, uh, you know, especially like he came off a huge win, uh, that arm bar submission against Mike Perry. But, you know, he's up and down right now, especially because he came off the, the loss at uh, Darren Till. He beat Yancey. He lost to Leon. And then he beat Mike Perry in his last four fights. Um, and that's not even including in, uh, George Masvidal and Robbie Lawler. So I think with this fight, man, I'm, I'm going to try to give it to the young kid. I think I'm going to give it to Aaron Hernandez. I think he's going to win. 
Uh, and I think it could be, it, it, it's probably going to be a knockout. It's, it's probably going to be a KO or at least a technical. Uh, I'll even go as far as saying a TKO in the second round. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I mean, it just, it, it's, he's young, he's going to be hungry, he's getting fed a big name, and like, hey, like you know, and we, we, we've talked about this a couple times on our program about uh, benchmark fighters, right? So like Jake Ellenberg, and we used to talk about it, uh, Clay Guida, you know, those names. And I just, I feel like Donald Cerrone is one of those names, man. Like he's, he's one of those guys that if you could beat him, you're destined for good things. But if you can't beat him, you have to get back to the, you have to get to the back of the line and retool and then reload and get ready for your next fight. I definitely agree with that. I understand. I do. I just, I think Donald's in a better place for us, uh, fighting where he's at now. I just think that, uh, He's hungry. He's got something to fight for now that he has a kid. It just going to be hard to really put him down. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's hard to go against him, but the fight is going to be at 155. So if this was a 170 fight, I definitely could say, yeah, I definitely think that's going to happen. But with him having to cut down to 155, I just it's it's just tough for me to call, especially because Aaron, uh, Hernandez is young, and he's very young in the fight game. So he's going to have a lot of power behind what he has. So we'll find out. Tomorrow night will definitely be interesting. Uh, so we're going to move up to the next fight with our light heavyweight fight. Uh, Glover Teixeira versus Carl Robertson. Um, I'm going to be honest, man. This is a fight. I'm going to take Carl Robertson in this fight. Uh, I, I just, Glover Teixeira, you know, he is the protege of um, Chuck Liddell. So it was definitely, you know, it's definitely sad to see that even his protege is starting to come down. Uh, Glover hasn't really been the same since Anthony Rubble Johnson knocked him out with that vicious, vicious uppercut. And I just have to go with my gut, man, and just say that Carl Roberson's going to be that guy. I would agree with you that, uh, that baby K was going to win this fight, but you know what? The more I think about it, the more I, I look into this and the more I read into, uh, significant strikes, uh, that land per minute versus um, or even versus defense. I just I think Glover might get that 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 one power punch that he all he looks like to look for and end it. I think that I'm gonna go with Glover in this one and not he's gonna knock him out in the third round. I mean it it, it could happen. It really could, but I don't know, man. Baby K is just he's he's got to put together, man, and he does really well. And I just I just see Glover still sliding. So I, I wish him the best, but like I said, I, I'm gonna stick with what I got. So we're gonna jump up to our next move, right? So let's talk about the return of 12 Gauge, right? So it's been a full year since we've seen her in the octagon. Um, she is going against uh, Rachel Ostovich. Um, during the warm, I just saw during the, uh, their weigh-ins, man, like it's good for Paige. Uh, Paige used to fight at 115. She's now fighting at 125, which is definitely, definitely, definitely good for her. She definitely needed that, uh, just to kind of move up in the weight class. I just felt like her cutting down to 115, she just looked drained. Um, so she does look very healthy in this fight, but I'm going to be honest. There is a thing called ring rust. It is a real thing. Um, she's kind of been out of the octagon for a little while as well as kind of off the fa- off the mat. So, and it's a lot of rumors that this could be her last fight in the UFC as she's like, she's very open about making a transition to the WWE. 
So I think uh, with just that being kind of said, I think I'm going to have to go with Rachel on this fight. I'm going to take uh, Osovich in this win, and I think this is probably going to be a submission win. Yeah. The the key here is, is, is Osovich's wrestling. I firmly believe that if it gets down to the wrestling, Osovich wins by rear naked choke uh, in, the, in the second round. Um, but you know what? And here's the thing about that is I I don't I don't see Paige as the a strong uh, a strong puncher. I think she I think she has her moments at 125. I don't know if she's gonna be able to compete with that much power compared to 115. Um, I do truly believe that she has the tenacity to win this fight. But I, I don't think she's going to win this fight, especially with the whole WWE thing coming up, coming out. And like you said, the ring rust. I don't know who's going to win this fight for sure. This one's up in the air. I'm, I'm, I'm up in the air with it. But if I have to choose, I'm going to go with uh, with Rachel Ostevich VA second round. We're going to make a choke. Okay. Well, that's, that's pretty bold. Anyone you can call it out for a rear naked choke, that's crazy. Whew. All right. I'll take that. Uh, so our next fight, we're going to be back in a flyweight. Uh, it's Joseph Benavides versus Dustin Ortiz. So, Anthony, what is your predictions for this fight? I don't know. I mean, you got Joseph Benavides, who is number two in the, uh, in the world, uh, against a guy that... Um, is hungry. Uh, definitely, he's he's gonna be hungry. He's nineteen and seven, um, number eight in the world, looking to make a name. To, to we don't even know what's really gonna happen with with this with this weight uh, weight class. We don't know what's gonna happen. Um, the rumors are that they're gonna dismantle this one, but um, that being said. I think I don't think Joseph Benavides has anything to fight for besides he's getting ready to be next in line. Um, I think Dustin Ortiz has everything to fight for. I think Dustin Ortiz comes out and uh, and makes a show. I think Dustin Ortiz is going to come out and and give everything that he's got. He's got to he's got to get himself a title shot before uh, into the title picture before they. They, they dismantle this this uh, weight class. Um, I'm gonna go with the uh, uh, decision. That's a that's a very interesting point that you bring up, right? And it's not something that we've talked about. Well, we've talked about it on this program before, but we haven't really talked about it too much. Is the the real possibility of the 125 pound division being broken down? And then weight class is being moved around. Rumors have it that 165 pound and a 170 is getting moved up to 175. So that you'll have weight classes between 35, 45, 55, 65, 75, 85, 205, and then 265. So there's like a lot of big rumors about the 125 being uh, broken down, which was part of the reason why Demetrius uh, Johnson was less, let go. And you know, because he didn't, he didn't believe that the 125 division needed to go. But obviously, Dana feels like it goes other ways. Otherwise, so 
you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. But I do see Joseph Benavides in this fight, uh, you know, wanting to make a name for himself, especially if uh, Henry can win this fight, his fight against TJ. Henry wins the fight against TJ. It stalls out the the dismantling of the the weight class, and it gives us another fight to look forward to, especially because Joseph has beaten Henry before. So it's massive, massive news. Um, I I think I'm just going to go with Joseph for this fight, man. He's got strong wrestling. He definitely knows how to defend. He can box. So I think, I think I'm just going to go with Joseph in this fight. I think it's going to go decision, though. Interesting. So let's go up to uh, to our lightweight. So 155, man. We have uh, Gregor versus, uh, Gregor uh, Gillespie versus Yancey uh, Merdidos. Uh, this is an interesting uh, matchup, especially like the contrast in styles. Uh, I think for this fight, man, I'm I'm just gonna have to go with uh, Gre- uh, Gregor. I just I like him. He's a great he's a great boxer. He's got great great movement. Um, and he's you know he's he is gonna be the older fighter walking into this, uh, but he definitely is a, a lot of fun to watch. And you know if he's not if he's not knocking guys out, he's tapping them out. So he's gonna look to finish the fight. There's only been one fight since he stepped into the UFC that's gone to the decision. So I think for this fight, I think I'm gonna have to give it to the hungry dude, and I'm gonna go with a uh, Gregor for this fight. With you there, I I'm having ups and downs because we do know who Yancy Madeira is and what he can do. He's a great striker. I believe that if he keeps, he can keep him at distance, he will outstrike him. But I am going to go with the wrestler here. I really do think that the gift, uh, Gregory Gillespie, is going to win this fight because he's going to take him down. I think he averages um, seven takedowns per 15 minutes. How crazy is that? That's, that's an insane stat to throw out, especially because he knows how to control a fight. And... He obviously knows how to throw some serious bombs from the top position, right? So we've seen him TKO people, and then we've seen him transition to, like, some serious, serious arms bars, some arm bars. So, yeah, uh, Gillespie, by far, man, I think he's just going to be the superior fighter in this fight. I think Yancey is he's great in his own set, man, but once you're off your feet because your boxing becomes, you know, once you're off your feet, your, your boxing becomes useless, and I think that's what we're looking at right now. I definitely agree with that. I'm going to go with a Gillespie with a decision by riding him all weekend, all uh, all, all, weekend. all three rounds. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it goes. I'm actually, I'm going to say it goes. I'm going to say it goes third round. He grinds him out, but he taps him out in the third round. So that's where I'm going to roll with that one. So let's move on to this co-main event, this crazy co-main event. So there's obviously a lot going on this as Alan Crowder steps into the octagon against Greg Hardy. Now, for some of you who don't know, some of you might have been living under a rock. Yes, it is that Greg Hardy, the Greg Hardy that used to be a Carolina Panther, the same Greg Hardy that used to be a Dallas Cowboy, that same Greg Hardy who uh, has domestic violence assault charges that were filed against him. It's it's that dude. Um, but rumor has it that ever since he switched over to MMA and started training and kind of getting that that uh, anger out of him, that he's been a completely different person. Watching him even weigh in tonight on, uh, on ESPN, uh, he just looks in phenomenal shape. And I have to say that watching him during the Contender Series, 
he he just looked well balanced. You know, I know that he's knocked out guys in amateur ranks, but once he stepped into the to the UFC and into contender series, he's definitely done some pretty good things, and I have to give him credit where credit is due. Uh, he's coming into a, a matchup where Alan Crowder, uh, he's coming off of a, a huge loss, uh, so it is definitely be interesting to see where his head is at, especially when you know you're fighting a guy who's debuting, right? And it'll say a lot of things for uh, Greg Hardy. Could he be that guy? Could he be the next Kimbo Slice, right? And by that, I mean, does he have really good hands, but does he have no ground game? And he's young in a tooth. We know that. He's been playing in the NFL, so his body's probably kind of beaten up a little bit. Uh, but I will have to give Greg Hardy what Greg Hardy is due. I'm going to have to say that if Greg Hardy can land one of those nasty shots that he's landed in the U, uh, in the Contender Series, he's definitely coming out on top, and I think that's the reason why I'm going with him on this fight. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, uh, uh, I don't see it going any other way. I think Greg Hardy still dominates. Uh, striking is just going to be too much for Alan Crowder. Um, Crowder just came off a huge loss. As well, I don't know if uh, with the uh, the hands of Greg Hardy, I don't know if he's going to be able to persevere through the massive bombs that Greg Hardy's going to throw. But um, they think that uh, if he can somehow take Greg Hardy to the ground, I think he's going to have a better chance uh, of riding Greg Hardy through uh, in grinding him through the uh, through the finish to win the fight. So I will have to say that uh, one of our other people who joined us on the show and a regular, uh, Justin Ghost Starks, has predicted that Alan Crowder will murder Greg Hardy. I just need to put that out there for him because, you know, he's he's talking a lot of noise. So Greg Hardy, at least, you know, you have one fan that's cheering for you uh, tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> so good luck. <laughs> So let's move up, Anthony. We're going to talk about this main event. Let's break this down. We have TJ Dillashaw versus Henry uh, Cueto. What do you see for this fight? Um, Because we just watched who a lot of us call the pound-for-pound pound, uh, champ. Greatest uh, champions completely get dominated we saw, we saw Henry Cujedo dominate Mighty Mouse Johnson to win that title. Well, I mean, a lot of it is is was he uh, was Johnson just ready to be done and out of the UFC? We don't, we won't know that. But you also got to realize that TJ Dillashaw is making his way down from from one thirty five, and which means is he's he. He's going to punch harder for a 125-pounder than most 125-pounders do. TJ also is a really, really good at controlling the ring. Um, but I don't know if uh, the messenger is completely out of it. I uh, really think that that uh, Henry Cujedo could uh, definitely uh, play with the, uh, play the, the striking game with TJ. I don't know if he can make it as good as TJ. But I do think that he, if he wants, he can he can play in that same game. 
Uh, I definitely am predicting TJ to get the win and become the next two uh, weight division champ. Like, did you see him weigh in today? Like, did you watch the the weigh-ins at all for TJ? Absolutely, I have not. Yo, like, let me tell you, like, TJ, he looked. You remember when? Uh, so we talk about how dominant like Uriah Faber was at 155, right? And then like he dropped to like 135 for a couple fights, and we just we we you and I have acknowledged that he just looked like a skeleton, right? Like he was just like depleted and looked bad. And I kind of felt the same way with TJ Dillashaw. Like he made the weight. He was at 124 and a half when he made the weight, but he just looked so skinny. And it's like, dude, you you have a lot of power with that 10 pounds. Like I think you should stay where you're at. And I think for that. I think I'm going to take Henry over TJ, even though I know how deadly TJ's, uh, his assault game is. And by all means, let me be respectful. TJ is a bad man. He's taking some punishment. He gets up. He fights through it. But it's it's something to be said, and it's something that Joe Rogan brought up too, is when you cut that much weight, right? And usually he cuts about 150 down to one uh, 135. Once you drop more weight, your brain becomes dehydrated. It can't really take the punishment that it really needs. Or if you're in a fight, the punishment that happens. And so, like, you become a little bit more disoriented. And I kind of feel like that might just happen in the same fight, right? Henry is used to fighting at 125. He cuts down there. We just acknowledge that he beat uh, the guy that we consider the pound-for-pound pound best champion out there. And uh, I just, I don't see TJ winning this fight by a knockout like if he's gonna win this fight he's gonna he's gonna win this fight on the ground and he's gonna win this fight through some kind of freak submission but i really really believe that henry's gonna win this fight like i just have to i have to vote for it uh but i think it's gonna be one of those fights that goes to decision it'll probably be long it'll probably be boring uh because you're gonna see probably a lot of ride time in it a lot of grinding uh, but I will have to give it to give it to Henry. So you guys just be ready. I mean, I'm su- I'm sure Henry's gonna go down for. He's gonna get a lot of takedowns on TJ, and I just I just see the fight going towards towards Henry. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking at this right now. Uh, I'm watching the video as as you're talking as we're speaking uh, of the weigh-ins. TJ looks. He looks like Skeletor. <laughs> he man. He and he. But he doesn't look bad. He doesn't. He doesn't look Uriah Faber disgusting when he when he got down to one thirty five. He looks decent. I I am uh I am watching as Henry Cujedo is getting ready to weigh in too. I I want to see them side by side. Really. Um. As for as for the I don't know if if that ten pound drop down to one twenty five was as worse as you'd think it is because I don't think uh, Dillashaw looks around much heavier than 140, 145. I mean, a lot of wrestlers pop a lot of weight to get down there, but I don't think TJ, I think TJ's within like that 10 to 15 pound range, even after the weigh-ins prior to the fight, after he gets all hydrated again. I He looks good. I think he looks really good. This is going to be a scary fight. I don't think it's going to be what you think it is. 
I think it's going to be a slugfest. And I mean, it, it very well can line up that way, but I just, I think Henry being already at 125 for a few fights, understanding what his body's going to be like, he's going to move in and out. I just feel like, it, it, and it's crazy because you can't compare him to like anybody else because TJ's still kind of in his, his prime. But, you know, BJ Penn went up and down the boards fighting everybody that he could. Um, but then once BJ, like, dropped to 145, he was kind of old and slow. So I can't really make the same comparison. Like, this will be something new for the UFC to see, right? Maybe, I guess the closest, no, because even Rashad Evans, man. When Rashad Evans used to fight a heavyweight, he went to 205, and then he cut to 185, which I felt like is where he belonged the whole time. But unfortunately... It just it didn't pan out for him like he thought it was going to. It's I don't know it's it's a tough call, especially because we don't really know like where TJ is like like physically like we know what he looks like physically, but we don't know where his body is physically. Um, I just I I don't know I don't I don't worry about it because even if he wins this fight, if he wins this fight, they're shutting down the one twenty five division. There's just no doubt about it. But if he doesn't win this fight. You know, does Dana still close down the 125 and move everybody from 125 to 135, or what happens? I just that's that's the reason why I think Henry's gonna win this fight though, is because he's gonna want to go down as the last champion. I, I can see that. Don't get me wrong. I I'm actually gonna be rooting for Henry Cueto to to win. I you're just picking TJ. That. <laughs> huh? I said you're just picking TJ. TJ then, to huh? win, but I. Yeah, I'm I'm picking TJ win, but I am definitely rooting for uh, Henry Cujedo to win this fight. Um, I just, you know, it's just hard to fight. Like, I didn't like Dominic Cruz. Um, and then when Cody Garbrandt came out and, and showboated off a win um, and just dominated uh, Cruz, I was actually happy with it. There's something about TJ Dillashaw that I just don't like. I love that when he when uh, Dillashaw uh, won the belt the first time. Um, when it, when, was it Renault? Yeah, it was uh, Burrow. Yep. Dominated him the first time. I was super happy. It's an American, and Americans got the title again. Great. And then the second time, even better. And then against uh, Dominic Cruz. I really did, but none of us like Dominic Cruz. A lot of us got a respect for Dominic Cruz, but none of us really like Dominic Cruz. Um, oh, then he then he lost to Dominic Cruz, which Cody Garbrandt. Then Cody Garbrandt got beat by TJ, and TJ defended the title again against Garbrandt. Um, I just it's so hard to root for TJ Dillashaw. <laughs> No, I, I understand that. And the thing about TJ, man, is that, you know, Cody, Cody's a lot loud mouth and he talks a lot of trash. He's gassed up a lot, right? With uh, with Team Alpha Male, or I think it's all changed over now, right? It's uh, with Uriah's Greatest Gym, I think is what it's called now. Um, yeah, it is. It's, it's just crazy because, like, he's, TJ's a, he's, he's a whole different beast, man. He knew he had to leave, but he didn't have to talk a lot of trash to win and even after he knocked out Cody it was like he 
he got out of a demon, right? He got rid of a demon in his life. And I felt really, I felt for him. I was like, yo, man, congratulations. And then he did it again. And I was like, yo, see, that's the reason why he's the champ. So I give him, I give him props to where it's at. Cause he definitely fought hard. Um, I just, against this fight against Henry, man, I, I just want to cheer for Henry. Cause one, Henry is a, he's an Olympic wrestler. And I think that's the biggest reason for me is like, I'm biased with wrestlers. Cause I just, I just like him. So, you know, that's kind of the purpose of going that way. I definitely, uh, agree with you on that. Um, you know, you wrestled your whole life. I wrestled my senior year. Um, and we both got so much love for the wrestling game that that it's really hard that we that we don't root for the guy that is an Olympic wrestler. Right. But it's funny though, like as much as I'm like a huge fan of wrestlers, like I didn't like Chael Sonnen and I I don't like I I respect Daniel Cormier, but I I, I don't like DC. <laughs> I always find myself cheering for John Jones. <laughs> Definitely, I agree. So, something I want to talk about, right? Um, earlier today, it was revealed that the UFC has new titles. Now, we're going to touch more about this on Sunday. So, for our wrap-up show of uh, UFC Fight Night 143, or as people like to call it, UFC on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, but, yeah, so new titles got debuted today. And uh, I know, like, in our chat room, I was kind of poking fun at them because I don't think they're ugly titles. I really don't. I just find the titles to be so alike the WWE, right? So, like, the the World Wrestling Entertainment title. And I only mean that because there's a few key points to the titles that really, really give it away, right? And it's, if you look on, you have the center plate. And if you look on the side, there's the two side plates. And the two side plates are interchangeable like the WWE's are. So I just, I find that funny. I think the title looks gorgeous. I know a lot of people are like, oh, this is an ugly title. You should stick with the old one, which I agree. I do like the old UFC look, uh, look to it. But it is time to, to renovate, update, and get the, get the title looking to like a more modern crowd. But I definitely have to say, man, like, <laughs> they definitely borrowed some ideas from the WWE. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, especially with the whole side plates on that thing. Um, good call on that one. I, I'm not, not opposed to it. I'm not a fan of it. I'm, I'm, I'm still used to, I'm a big fan of the old school stuff. I'm still a, a fan of the old school WCW heavyweight champion of the world belt. You remember that one with the crown, like like the, the king crown on it? Yep. I recall. I'm 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 still I'm a fan of the old school. I I don't like the UFC having to to uh change up, but I, I, if they do, it's not a bad uh Yeah, like I said, it's not a bad looking belt. title. If you look too, what I really like about it, if you look like in the center plate, um, there's like the whole circle. And if you look in the circle, there's different flags that represent it. I think the only thing I'm proponent to is that the U.S. flag isn't in the center. It looks like it's more like focused around um, Ireland, which, I mean, would make me feel like the UFC is like heavily invested in Conor McGregor. 
which obviously we know like they are very much into Connor, but it's just, I don't know, to me right now, it's just very wild looking and I'm just kind of waiting to see what the UFC has to say about the title. Because if you look at it, it just kind of looks like there's certain lines that are mixed around. You have Jamaican kind of colors, you know, Malaysia, uh, Ireland. Looks like the American one is on the bottom. It looks like there's like a French flag too as well. So it's just very unique. I definitely, like I said, I'm not a huge proponent of it. I definitely like the way it looks. It's just, it's it looked like a title that the WWE was like, you know, we don't really like that one. We want something different. And then, you know, the UFC was like, we'll take it. And I agree. I mean, I uh, I like I do like the, how the UFC is around an octagon. It is, it is, uh, it is surrounded by the octagon shape. That's pretty cool. But I actually like the because one of the things about the old school one is if anybody's not actually in depth, there's an octagon on it, and it's there's like a like a, like a cage. Yeah. Uh, in the background, that was very, very unique of that, and for them to uh, to get rid of that, that kind of that kind of stinks. I agree that the old one needed to be re- revamped, even if it means making the octagon bigger in the in the cage uh, links uh, per se uh, wires bigger and getting rid of the, all the, the the scruff around it. That would have been cool. Um, that's my only arc about it. it. It this doesn't look like actual like UFC ring now. Yeah, I definitely can feel where you're coming from with that. Well, so Anthony, if you want to, man, give your give you a, a little bit of shout outs. I definitely, I do have some Lincoln love. Um, first, first and foremost is, uh. All state. I want to shout out everything about All State, the company. I literally just put a post on there, uh, on Facebook, uh, about the uh, what's happening in my life right now. And one thing is, is I I started at All State July tenth, two thousand seventeen. Less than a year, I took a team lead role as a talent share six month opportunity, uh, in in June of. 2018, and that six months came up, and I knew that I had to find a home. So I, I took a job with uh, a, a team called PFP. It's the premier. It's it's the best of the best. Um, and it was short-lived. It was about a about a month long, just over a month long, and I am moving on. Uh, I will not say where I'm moving on yet, but it will be announced. Um, shout out to Allstate and everybody that I met there. Uh, huge love for them. Uh, we'll never forget the memories and the friends I made there. Um, other than that, I do. I haven't been on it. I didn't get on last uh, last week with you guys because I had some stuff going on with my family. Um, I do want to f- shout out to my boy Dwight Joseph, who had his last fight here in Lincoln. Uh, his fight in here in Lincoln at uh, uh, and he was the main event in the Pinnacle Arena. Uh, the Pinnacle Bank Arena, and he won by rear naked choke in the second round. So, shout outs to Dwight for getting that W. Yeah, big shout outs to Dwight for that, man. It was definitely huge. Uh, Anthony, go ahead and give him out your uh, your handles. 
Definitely. Um, before I give you all my handles, I do want to say that as Cliff is going to be talking about the same thing I'm going to talk about, I do want to talk about 2222. It's a big number. It is 22 veterans die every day by suicide um, or another related death. Um, so if you guys want to talk, shout out to us. We're here for you guys. We feel for you guys. You don't have to be veterans to, for us to talk to you guys, but definitely hit us up. And you definitely hit me up at my Twitter. It's a Luhan 1985 at uh, Instagram, Anthony Luhan 1985. My Snapchat is a Luhan 1985. Or if you got me on Facebook, if even if you don't have me on Facebook and you want need someone to talk to and you listen to this show, find me on Facebook. It's Anthony Luhan. Find me and add me. I got my family on my on the profile picture. Go ahead and just send me a message. I promise that if I don't respond with immediately within an hour or two, I will respond. Yeah, and then uh, you know, as Anthony touched on, right? So we're very big proponents of you know twenty two or twenty two. Just understand that uh, you know we're we're with you guys. Whether you're home front, you're overseas, we're always there to take care of you guys. Just hit us up and let us know what you guys need. We'll try our best to get whatever we can. We're here immensely. Uh, to support you guys because we understand the jobs that you're doing and you know we want to give like a big shout out not just to our uh, DOD brothers but we also want to give a big shout out to all of our uh, federal employees who are currently not working right now as this is uh, day 25 day 27 I don't even remember now but the government's been shut down for so long that you know we need we just, people need support and they need our support. So uh, the company that I happen to work for, uh, Kraft Heinz, big shout outs to them. They opened up uh, a little pop up shop over in D.C. this past week, which was just big big news. They were giving out bags of food as long as you had your ID with you. They were giving you free food, and that they only asked that you donate to your favorite charity. So you guys just pay it forward. I really, really appreciated it. It was such a cool move for them. And, you know, it just puts a lot of uh, positive PR, like, out there. But it's just more importantly, we're just taking care of families. And that's the biggest thing that we have to remember that, you know, not only on the DOD side, but also on the federal side, we have to take care of our people. And we just got to take care of people just in general, you know. So just be there for those guys mentally, physically, uh, emotionally, spiritually. Just make sure you're taking care of all four of the pillars. If you guys want to reach out and talk to me, you can find me at cm underscore miller85. You can find it on Snapchat, Instagram, as well as Twitter. Uh, I do tweet a lot, and I do post up a lot of pictures on Instagram. Um, and then I'm always on Snapchat. So if you guys want to find me, just find me out there. You guys can talk to me. Uh, just, you know, have fun with that. Um, with that being said, guys, uh, we look forward for you guys to hearing us on Sunday because we will definitely be talking a lot more in depth about all the fights. We'll probably even be talking more specifically on the, on the main card fight. So with that being said, Anthony, why don't you, uh, tell him peace. Me too. Hey, and as always, good fight and good night.